prices. You know what I'm watching? I'm watching all these damn agents take these big vacations right now. Like, this is your time to fucking work. You got to learn to become a skier as a real estate agent. <laughs> like, you got to go on vacation in the winter time. Like, to go take big vacations in, like, the peak season is crazy to me. Like, this is just one of those things you understand that you do, right? Like, if you're going to be a teacher, you take vacations in the summer. If you're going to be a realtor, you take vacations in the winter. Welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty. And I am back. I am Brian Kochi, the media director here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is by answering the questions that you have for us. Rather than us guessing, we just listen and answer. Uh, if you have a question you want to ask us and have us answer it on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. And you can ask us questions, join our referral network, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, um, and find out about upcoming events like our Media Mayor Mastermind. Our email um, newsletter. Our new email newsletter, yeah. You could get dialed in with the Media Mayor Mastermind course, learn how to crush it with video. Uh, Brian and I have been shooting videos for almost seven years now and took everything we've learned over those seven years and thousands of videos and millions of views and put it into a nice little course to help you shortcut your learning curve so you don't have to go through seven years of work like we did so if you guys want to uh, crush it with video go to the whistleway.com uh, if you enjoy the show today if you're listening on a podcast platform if you can hook us up with a review that means a lot to us and if you are uh, lis- listening or watching on youtube if you can hit the thumbs up button the subscribe button and the little notification bell that really helps us out so with that said what are we talking about brian So today I want to discuss something that I've seen a lot on Facebook groups. Um, I even hear it a lot within our internal group. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about kind of the state of the market. We're halfway through 2021. God, already. I think Uh, we got to date stamp it because it's it's very important to date stamp. So today is July July 19th Mm -hmm. that we are recording this episode. Um, I think the the date stamp is very important right now. Correct. so if you're listening to this July 2021, July 2022, July 2023, this will be very uh, applicable. Applicable. I added a C instead of a P. Um, and so I want to kind of talk a little bit about the state of the market. One of the things that I've seen people talk about and even here in our group is things are kind of slowing down now. Um, and I want to talk about kind of what you're seeing as well. And then how do we take this momentum that we've built up over the first six months and power through the last six months? So... How do you respond to when people say, oh, things seem to be slowing down, my listings aren't getting as much visibility or showings or anything like that within the last couple weeks? For sure. So again, that's why I want to make sure that we date stamp this and we have to date stamp it July 19, 2021, because it's very different than 2020 and it was probably very different than 2022. Um, So I think it's very important for a few reasons. Um, One is we just had 4th of July. And I believe that a lot of people are looking for the market to turn, both agents and consumers, because they're saying, how long can this last? This can't go on forever. This is crazy. And as a result, everybody's looking for change. Well, we had change beginning of this month, but the change we had at the beginning of this month is 100% normal. Because if you look at even last year in a COVID-affected year, there's always a huge dip in the number of showings that happen around 4th of July. You straddle 4th of July a week one way or the other, 
and there's a huge dip in showings. Um, showing time has a chart they put together that shows year over year trends. And you could see a, a massive dip every single year with 4th of July being right at the, the bottom point of that dip. Um, now we're a couple weeks past it and the showing activity is picking back up again as it should be, um, as it did last year, as it did the year before and as it'll do next year. So, um, I think that is part of what mm -hmm. you can attribute it to. The other part is now this might be different in different markets. Um, we are in California, which was one of the most restrictive COVID states and COVID for all intents and purposes, as we knew it ended on June 15th in California. And being that we were so locked down for so long, you've got a lot more people who, as soon as June 15th hit and they actually like removed virtually all of the restrictions, everyone's like, holy shit, we're free. We're free. Like, and there's a, a psychological thing, right? Some people didn't skip a beat for all of COVID and lived their life the same way that they always did. And there's a lot of people who were very, very cautious, you know, um, some just because of medical issues, some because they just didn't feel comfortable, right? For whatever mm -hmm. reasons, um, you no, know. No, let's get politically, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reasons, uh, you know, some people played it a little bit safer and, and yeah. some played it a, a lot, didn't play it safe at all. Um, so everybody kind of had their own opinions, but as soon as the government actually said, we're gonna lift the restrictions June 15th and then they followed through with it, I think that a lot of those that were on the more cautious side kind of let their guards down a little bit. And we're like, hey, we can finally go on a vacation. And what's happening is everybody's got way more disposable income because they haven't gone on a vacation for a long time. They haven't driven their car. They haven't gone out to eat. I mean, all that money is just sitting. Yeah, so people have significantly more disposable income than they had. Um, shit, even if they're not working, they got disposable income. <laughs> That's crazy. true. Uh, so crazy. I'm excited for that to go away. Um, so people are sitting on a lot of cash, haven't gone anywhere in a long time. There's pent up demand for going out vacationing. I mean, if you scroll through your social feeds right now, I guarantee you're seeing far more trips being taken than you were seeing a month ago prior to June 15th. And so again, that's going to be a little bit more specific to California. Yeah. Um, I know other states, I mean, some of these states virtually never shut down and there's some states that are so that are still shut down. So it's all going to be relative, but I think that's a big part of it too, is that one, you had the natural slowdown of 4th of July that happens every single year, but now you have the fluke and that there's, oh, COVID's over. And if you're just listening, I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, COVID's over and school starts up in like August. So naturally what happens, like COVID's over, school starts in August. What do you do? You vacation in July. Like that's just what mm -hmm. happens, right? I think a lot of people are cramming in their vacations and maybe more than one vacation in the month of July. So I, I, that's my personal belief and time will tell on this belief, but I think this is more of a temporary blip. Um, I don't think that it's a, a substantial thing, at least yet, we'll see. Um, yeah, I can't say 100%, but I believe that that's what I attribute a lot of the slowdown to, air quotes again. Um, because when you combine those two things together, a holiday that's a natural slowdown and then an artificial um, you know, increase in travel, I believe that's what I would attribute it feeling slower to. Um, I think as we, and then what's, we always have a slowdown in August too, which is a very natural thing because school does start. And when school starts, people a lot of times pump the brakes when school starts because it's like, I mean, I'm a good example of it, right? Like I'm moving to a new city um, here at the beginning of August and we're going to start school and it's a different start time and we're going to have to figure out our new routine and our new lifestyle. 
Um, so there's a natural slowdown that happens in August as well. So it's going to take a few months to really see the effects of it. Um, but I mean, all of our listings we're still seeing uh, multiple offers. Are we seeing 10 or 20 offers? No, we're not. We're seeing less, um, just like we're seeing less showings, which again, I believe is, is attributed to 4th of July and to vacations. So it's going to be interesting to see, but there are signs, right? Those are signs. It's going to, but we're not going to know the true effect of it for a few months. So this December, do you think is going to be, it, do you think, is it going to be stronger? Are we going to have more homes sold this December than last year or less? Or let, let's say Q4. Uh, I think it will be about the same. Okay. I think we'll see about the same amount of homes sold this fourth quarter versus last fourth quarter. Potentially more because we did kind of lock back down a little bit more in fourth quarter of last year. So I think that might have had a negative effect. So I would say you should see about the same, if not more, homes sold this fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, that would be my, my prediction on that. So knowing what you know about the market, obviously, we're talking here in San Diego. I think a lot of people are going to see things similar. There are going to be markets that it's completely flipped. We've talked about that. But knowing what you know now, what are we doing as a team um, to prep our agents to help them power through and have a stronger second half than first half? I think the big thing right now is really encouraging your buyers to get off their ass because I think this may be a temporary blip. And there's opportunity right now to get in on deals where it's not as competitive as it was six weeks ago. So this is a really good time to jump in and take a stab while everybody's on vacation because you're seeing a little bit less competition. Um, I think right now, too, is just talking to one of our agents. And right now, the, the natural tendency of a buyer is to come in substantially over the list price because that's what you had to do for the, the last six months. And right now, like we had a listing that went live 600000 and there's only one offer, and guess what? It's over full price. Did they need to come in over full price? Nope, but they did. And then another one of my agents was writing an offer on a deal, and they had written it up like 15,000 over list, and I was like, are there any other offers? No, well, why the hell are you coming in $15,000 over list? Like, but the problem is we got pre-programmed that we had to do that, and maybe you don't have to do that right now. So again, I think this is where it's a good opportunity for a buyer to jump in, where it could be, a, just a temporary thing. Maybe it's longer. We'll see. But it could be this nice little temporary lull where it creates some opportunity where you have a few more choices, a little bit less competition, a good time to jump in and not have to overpay. So walk me through that scenario real quick. If you have a buyer, you're an agent, you have a buyer, um, how do you check in on what what those offers are, if there's other offers, figure out where you need to come in? At. How, how, how does that conversation go with the listing agent? goes down over the phone, okay. not in the DMs, uh, goes down over the phone. So the, the thing that I see a lot, I mean, I was just coaching one of our agents right before we hopped on here and was, was texting back and forth with the listing agent, like, get on the phone, call them. Like, what are you doing? You got to talk to people. Um, it's hard to get a lot of intel over text and you can't get reactions over text. Like an emoji is not a, a valid reaction. <laughs> um, I want to actually talk to somebody. I want to I want to hear how they respond to things. I like to float numbers out there and say, um, you know, hey, if we, if we could come in at 775, would that get the deal done, Brian? And I want to hear how quickly you respond. I want to hear how confidently you respond. I want to hear how many words you say. Because if you say too many words, you're telling me that you're lying or that you're covering something up. Because if, if it's going to get the deal done, you tell me. If not, like... You tell me, like, when you start talking more, whatever you tell me, I'm, I know you're not telling me the truth because you're over-talking to compensate for lying to me or trying to, like, front that 
you maybe you're in a stronger position than you really are. And I can tell by how many words you use. So what's the magic number of words? Less less than ten and more than twenty five. That's is that the, the secret number? You can just tell. <laughs> you like that's the thing. When you become a good negotiator, you can tell when somebody's bullshitting you. And the number one thing they do is they overtalk. They say way more than they need to. And unnecessarily, I think would probably be the key to that is when they say way too much, uh, it, which is the same thing I think agents do all the time too when they're negotiating over like commission and a list uh, seller will be like, hey, Brian, I know you, you guys, you have like 6% on this listing agreement. Like, would you come down to five? If you're like, no, because da da da, da and, and, and then we do this, and then, and then we do this, and then, and, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then you're showing weakness as soon as you do that. Where if you just respond confidently, like, no, ma'am, 6% is what we charge, and just shut the hell up. And now you're actually showing confidence, whereas when you over-talk, you're showing weakness. Cool. So buyers, it's looking like it's going to be a little bit easier for buyers right now. For May, now. Maybe get a... Now, maybe they don't have to go above list price, but we're still seeing Well, prices. you know what I'm watching? I'm watching all these damn agents take these big vacations right now. Like, this is your time to fucking work. You got to learn to become a skier as a real estate agent. <laughs> like, you got to go on vacation in the winter time. Like, to go take big vacations in, like, the peak season is crazy to me. Like, this is just one of those things you understand that you do, right? Like, if you're going to be a teacher... You take vacations in the summer. If you're going to be a realtor, you take vacations in the winter. Like, is that true what for? I mean, I I bet you there's vacation markets that that flips, right? Yes. So, yes. so if if you're if you're selling in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, is that a big ski town? Uh, Coeur d'Alene's a Four Seasons place. Okay. Well, think about in other like places. uh Phoenix, Arizona, or like okay. Palm Springs is a really good one. Okay. Nobody goes to Palm Springs in the summer because it's freaking hot and it sucks. Yeah. Right. Like. So you don't go there at that time of year. Like there's just, there's things that are seasonal and there's professions that you're in. Like baseball players don't like go take a big trip in the middle of the season. Like they take a trip after the world series is over in the off season. Like realtors should do the same thing. Take your big trips in the off season. Like, and if you need the sunny weather in the winter, there's this thing called an equator. And I don't know if you know this, but when you fly South of it, it starts getting warm again. Like go South in the winter. If you like, but you should take your big trips in the winter. Like, Makes don't sense. go take a month-long trip for, like, I'm going to go out of town in July. Like, what are you doing? That's crazy. Have you seen your July, though? <laughs> no, I, I actually am skipping a lot of trips. Cool. Um, okay, so getting the buyers off the fence. Now, are these the buyers that have said, hey, I'm looking to buy in six months plus? Are these, are these your hot, warm, cold buyers? If you have to figure out, hey, this is the time where I need to hit people up that are on the fence, what do you look for in their previous behavior? Uh, this is a really good time to hit the people up who gave up because they were got beat out too many times. This is a really good time to hit the person up who said, you know what, I want to buy, but it's just too crazy right now. I don't want to end up in a bidding war. Like, great time to hit that person up. Those are the people, like, you know, that come to mind off the bat. Um, so one of and this Well, and that's also the time because there's a, a temporary – I can't – I feel like it's going to be more temporary. I'm, maybe I'm optimistic on this, but there's a little bit of a swell in inventory. So there's a few more choices for buyers out there too. So where buyers were having to settle a little bit more. And, you know, we've all had that buyer who was like super pumped. And then they, they even wrote an offer. And then when it came down, they're like, you know what? We're, we're just not going to be happy. We don't really want to live in this area. Now there might be something available in that area they do really want to live in. 
So I'm trying to think about the the CRM and kind of how the different segments we have. It's a tough one. Um, but I think so. Some of the things I was hearing were maybe meet with the people that you met uh, had an appointment met with, but maybe didn't go through the 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 process of buying or selling. So maybe hitting up the people that you met with, or even that you set, and then they say, you know what, I set, but we have an appointment for tomorrow, but I'm I'm not ready yet. So maybe looking at the sets and mets would be a good time to hit those people back up. I would say that, and I'd be really paying attention to their activity on your website because they're probably getting hit with more properties right now than what they're accustomed to. Um, and so paying attention to who's active on your website a little bit more than normal too, and just going through and doing a sort, you know, I'm looking at my A's, B's, and my C's right now, and I'm seeing who's super active on the site, and I'm reaching out to those people too. Cool. Because they're probably getting hit with a few more results than what they're accustomed to. And ones that might fit their needs. And that, and that you can deliver at a more reasonable price, yeah. at least temporarily. Would be a good video to send to your database too. Would it? What? Yeah, but who wants to shoot video and send it to their database? That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, don't do don't do that. It's a really bad idea. Like actually stay in touch <laughs> with your database like twice a month with a video email and then follow up with the people who open it and play it. Like don't do that. Horrible idea. And if you hate that idea, let me or if you like the the horrible idea, let me know and I'll I'll refer you to some good people. <laughs> um so cool. I think that's that Feel good covers, about it. Yeah, did, did we cover what we were supposed to cover? Tom says yes. Okay. Tom says yeah, kind of. He bobbleheaded. So. That's what he did. <laughs> but <laughs> he I think, I think we talked about where we're at in the market and what some actionable items are to do to kind of finish the year strong. I feel good about that. Yeah. And I mean, just watch the data. Um, you can't look at data on like a week to week basis. You got to look on a, I like to look at year over year data and trends a little bit more than just a week to week basis because naturally you're like, oh my gosh, the market is tanking. Like, People went on freaking vacation, they had 4th of July. Like those are normal things. But then when you look at last year and you look at the year before, like, oh, the chart does this big dip every year at the beginning of July. Like this is very normal. To get that chart, can they hit you up on Instagram? Yeah, if you want that chart, this uh, chart that I'm talking about that shows year over year showing trends, um, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Kyle Whistle, keep it simple. Um, and I'll send it to you. One thing to know when you look at this chart, it's through a company called Showing Time. Um, and Showing Time got purchased by Zillow earlier this year and they saw an exodus of uh, users. So the data, when I look at the number of showings year over year is a little bit skewed because they had a fall off in user base because of the Zillow acquisition and some people felt like they didn't want to stay on board with them. Um, but the trends don't change. So I'm following the trends up and down and the trends, regardless of how many showings there are, the trends stay the same. Um, and so that's what I'm looking at. So yeah, if you guys want to copy that chart, it's really good to use when you're talking to your clients um, at Kyle Whistle on Instagram. So before we get into our widget, why don't you uh, tell them where they can get more info? So yeah, we will share a little something we use in our business that either saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. Um, but before we do, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that thumbs up button and the notification button along with the little bell to get notified of future episodes of the show. Also, if you are listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up with a little review on there. That stuff goes a long way. And if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can um, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join our referral network, our newsletter, our Facebook group, and find out about the upcoming. I keep saying upcoming, but it's not upcoming. It, it's here. It's here. It's a real deal. But there may be an in-person one upcoming. So make sure to... Uh, to get dialed in and get connected so you can stay in the loop on that. You didn't say I on what? Media Mayor Mastermind. Media Mayor no, Mastermind. I, I mean, I, you freaked me out like three weeks ago. And so 
I'm already stress level high, so we're fine. Cool. All right, what's your widget? So my widget is something. It's funny that you were talking about all these things. I literally use every time I uh, publish a piece of content, whether it be on YouTube, it be on our um, agent newsletter, our website. Anytime I utilize or anytime I put out a piece of content, I utilize this service, and it's called CapitalizeMyTitle.com. I think it's .com. I just Google Capitalize My Title. Um, and it, the great thing is it will, you just type in what you want and it'll capitalize the correct letters. It won't cor- capitalize the letters that aren't supposed to. You never, don't ever have, have to remember that. Um, but not only does it do that, it can turn all of the letters into all caps or all lowercase or sentence case. So if you have a, um, say you're writing a property description and you accidentally forget, forgot that you didn't type it in all caps and you want it to go in all caps, you just copy and paste that into capitalize my title. You can choose all caps and make it look horrible. Or if uh, you somehow need to email this and you the property description is in all caps, copy it, paste it in and use, uh, it's called sentence case and it will capitalize the first letter and not the rest. So it's free, it's really easy, I love it. Cool. Um, So the one I'm going to go with today is something that I use a lot, um, primarily when I'm on listing appointments, and we talk about some of the things that make us different than other people. And when we talk about, we've been ranked number one team in San Diego County for seven straight years now. And that's where a lot of people kind of end that statement is like, we're number one. Great. What does that mean to me? Like, cool story, bro. But what I talk about is the fact that what that means is we've negotiated more deals than anybody. And negotiating is like boxing. You could hit a speed bag all day. You could hit a heavy bag all day, but you don't really know how to box till you get in the ring and somebody's punching back at you. Negotiating is that same thing. You could watch videos about negotiating, get to read books about negotiating, but until you actually get into active negotiations, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. So the problem is when you work with an inexperienced negotiator is they throw your money out the window like it's nothing. And so instead of talking about it, what I did, actually I didn't do it, somebody got this for me, but got me a big fat stack of cash. It's funny money, don't worry. It looks pretty damn real though, huh? Except for the Chinese letters on it. <laughs> <laughs> they probably had to do something to do that. But I actually got a stack, of, a $10,000 stack of cash that I'll literally put on the table. Like, look, when you work with that rookie agent, they're gonna take your $10,000 and just throw it to the other person like it's nothing. When you work with me, I'm gonna hold on to that $10,000 like that's my $10,000 and they're gonna have to pry it out of my freaking hands if they want it. So you give the seller that visualization of like how serious you take your negotiating and that's had a huge impact on closing my listing appointments. But when you actually like put a a stack of 10 G's in front of somebody, it really changes the story because you actually have the visual to go along with it. You should put a real hundred on the bottom and the top. (laughs) It looks like. (laughs) That way you can flip through it and it'll look all right still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I I don't know where it's from. It's probably from eBay or. Amazon. Alibaba or something. (laughs) See, I I got a stack like that too. I said, hey, Tom, here's your raise. Immediately. He's like, fake money. I showed it to Chad. He's like, fucking serious? No, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So get you some funny money. It's, it really enhances the story when you start to talk about the power of negotiation. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Whistle Wave podcast. See you guys.